Hello friends, hope all of you are doing well. This is going to be my third attempt at doing this podcast, so let's hope it goes well. Alright, today's book is called The Year of Living Danishly, Uncovering the Secrets of the World's Happiest Country. It's by author Helen Russell. Uh, So, side note before we begin about this podcast, I did not know a lot about Denmark before it began. Um, I have to say, Denmark seems like a pretty cool place to go check out. And if you're interested, uh, definitely go uh, check out this book, The Year of Living Danishly. It has made quite the impression upon me and has made me want to actually go visit. So uh, if you're from Denmark and you're listening, uh, you guys sound pretty cool. Um, Anyway, so also before we begin, just so you guys know, I have been playing around with the Anchor app. And I have discovered that if you go to their website, you can actually see specifically on a podcast where listeners are listening from. So not just necessarily a country like, let's say, Ireland, which 6% of my listeners are listening to, uh, are listening from right now, uh, you could actually see what specific region and town people are listening from, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, Anyway, so enough about the Anchor app. Let's get into The Year of Living Danishly. So The Year of Living Danishly is written by this author, Helen Russell, who I actually contacted uh, while reading this book. Um, Helen, unfortunately, was not able to make an interview, but she did want to let our listeners know that she is coming out with a new book and that it will be out shortly and that she is engaged in other speaking events, but she hopes all of you enjoys the book and uh, wanted to thank us again for reaching out. So thank you again, Helen Russell. If you get this, we appreciate you. Uh, messaging us back and telling us that you're too busy, and maybe one day we'll have you on the podcast in the future. Uh, So like I said, if you're new, this is Coffee and Books, the podcast. Uh, My name is Scott. I am setting a goal to read over 100 books for the year. Um, Today's book, The Year of Living Danishly, is specifically about why uh, Denmark is considered the happiest country on earth. Um, This book has loads of advice for those of you who are looking into or even thinking about you know, how can I live a happier lifestyle? The year of living Danishly really encapsulates and encapsulates why it's so important. All right. So enough with the tongue twisters. All right. I like the year of living Danishly specifically because each chapter is broken down in one month of the author's life. Basically, Helen Russell and her husband decide to move to Denmark on a whim after receiving a job offer in Denmark. Uh, It is there they learn that the differences between the West and the East and how they kind of come together at this particular area um, and why Denmark has a lot of awesome stuff about it and why there's a few not-so-awesome things about it. So let's kind of get into that. Uh, So Denmark, for those of you who don't know, very cold climate, uh, can be dark considerable time during the year and also considerable brightness during some parts of the year. but that is not something you can control, obviously. Uh, but I just wanted to bring it up before we get into why people in Denmark are so happy. You should know that it's not a perfect place, it's not a fairy tale land, but it does have quite a few awesome parts to it. Uh, so what are those awesome parts? Uh, for one, they have an awesome form of government. Uh, everyone in Denmark pretty much is happy with everything that they do there. Um, you know, everything from education, hospitals, child welfare, education to, you know, people, uh, general, just in everything you could possibly think of is pretty much taken care of by the state, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, but 
at the end of the day, it comes down to people paying very, very, very high taxes, about 50% tax rate um, on their salaries. But they know as a result that they can rely on the system. So the first thing we should talk about is why Danish people are so happy. The first you should know is trust. Trust is probably the biggest reason why people in Denmark are so happy. Um, Denmark has a history of not so much immigration. Um, and as a result of that, you people in the area um, are pretty closely related, not necessarily um, long-distant ancestors of each other. Uh, but, you know, generally, the, over the hundreds of years, uh, people have lived together in groups, uh, a sense of community developed, and it's very important that you trust your neighbor. Because in a harsh, cold, dark environment, nothing is more important than working together as a team to have enough food for survival and have enough uh, supplies to go around. Uh, so trust is probably the biggest thing. Uh, a couple other things. Uh, taking pleasure in the simple things in life. I think that's very important. Uh, so we don't often do this enough. We don't take a moment to slow down and think about what makes our lives so amazing and awesome. We just kind of fly by it, working our butts off usually. And uh, you need to do it. Uh, you need to take a moment and do it. It's called getting hygge. I don't know if I'm saying that right, so I apologize, but it's spelled H-Y-G-G-E. And uh, it could be anything from lighting a candle, drinking a cup of coffee, or even eating some pastries. You'll feel better about yourself by doing any of those things. Uh, they bring up a really good point. They use your body. Um, basically, doing any kind of exercise releases endorphins in the body. And that's what makes you feel good. So getting outside and moving, or just in general, moving your body dancing, shaking, jumping, running, cycling, anything you can think of, any kind of sport, it helps with making you have a better uh, self-esteem and confidence, and it just it releases that very important serotonin. All right, so definitely want to do that. Uh, number four, addressing the aesthetics. So you need to make your environment that you live in as beautiful as possible. Danes do this. Um, basically, they have a huge respect for design and art in their everyday home and surroundings, specifically for minimalism. Uh, and it's very important to talk about that for a second. I just want to say that I was not familiar with minimalism um, until more recently. I think it's a very important quality, and the more I learn about it, the more I'm like, wow, I do have too much stuff. Uh, so before I kind of go into a side rant about minimalism, let me just say that uh, yes, I agree with the author and her terminology in this standpoint. Um, having a beautiful surrounding, you know, your home, your nature, your environment will make you feel better about yourself. I can definitely see that point. All right, so why minimalism? Um, in particular, it's something I'm learning about, like I said, more and more, and the more I'm interested in it, the more complex it seems to be. But basically, minimalism is the idea that the less stuff you own, the more happier you'll be. And the reason why that is is because we have too much stuff. We really do. We buy too many things. I I will be the first to admit that I have been the kind of person of when I was down and not feeling kind of well or kind of blue, I would buy stuff on the Internet or I would go shopping, and it would make me feel better. But it's only a temporary relief. And so this style of living, minimalism, you know, when you have to really focus on what you want to take with you and why you think it's important, um, and specifically why you should have a clean house, um, it makes me feel like, okay, I need to do more cleaning. Um, okay, so 
Number five, streamlining your options. Uh, so basically, I think we specifically as people have way, way too many choices now than we've ever had before. Um, the reason why I think that's a bad thing instead of a good thing is that because there's so many options of what to do out there, I think everyone has a fear of missing out. Uh, but in Denmark specifically, most people adhere to a very strict, rigorous sort of schedule. Um, and I just thought that was fascinating. Like I personally did not think that like you can have a schedule and plan out your whole entire year, but people there seem like they do. And I just thought that was really cool, mainly because, you know, my day to day specifically with work and life and everything that goes on is just so different. And I can't imagine trying to plan a year out, let alone, you know, a month out or however long people try to make plans for. Okay. So, uh, anyway, it does, by doing this, it does create more of a stress-free and simplicity and just you have to have the freedom of living within the boundaries. Okay, so number six, being proud. Uh, so finding something that you or from your hometown or anything that you're proud of, celebrate your success stories. And it could be really anything that you do that you're proud of. And I think this is something that uh, the majority of us overlook in our entire lives is that we each have unique hidden talents. For example, I like to paint. I mean, I kind of suck at it, but I enjoy it. And that's the point, is that I can look at a picture that I've painted, like I'm looking at right now, and say, you know what, I did this. And I thought that was a really cool thing that I, I, I made, and I'm proud of it. And just like these podcasts, and just like anything else I do, you know, it, it makes you feel better, and makes you happier as a person when you can say, I'm proud of this. Uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that you made or that you've done, but I think it helps. And, you know, that's why it's so fascinating to me when people go to other cultures and you experience this. Uh, but yes, you should be proud of where you're, where you're from, but you should also be proud of the fact that you as an individual are accomplished as well. All right. Number seven, valuing family. Uh, so specifically in Denmark, national holidays become bonding boot camps and family comes first in all aspects of Danish living. Reaching out to rel relatives and regular rituals can make you happier. So give both a go. Now, if you don't have much of a family, you know, always consider that friends and other people you can talk to and, you know, just spend as much quality time around people as you can around the holidays. I think that, uh, the reason why a lot of people get blue it's because it's hard to be around other people during that time of year. There is such a thing as seasonal effectiveness disorder, not getting enough sunlight, uh, which is quite important there, honestly. But mostly what I'm talking about is it is very, 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 very important that you bond with other human beings, which is why this coronavirus is so devastating right now, this pandemic, because it's very hard for people to spend a considerable or even a safe amount of time with other individuals. Um, you know, it's very difficult you know, without a lot of preparation and without, you know, taking a huge amount of precautions. It's just very dangerous to get together with other family members if you're not in the same household. So I just thought that was uh, pretty crazy and also interesting to bring up that, you know, family bonding is important, which I think we all knew, but Danes take it to a seriously another level in particular the week that is Christmas week, everyone in the country is off. Everyone is spending it with their family. Nothing is open. 
and uh, all that is just considered bonding time. So I just thought that was really cool, and I wish that other places would do that as well. Um, equal respect for equal work. Uh, just remember that there is no such thing there as women's work and men's work. There's just work. And caregivers are just as crucial as breadwinners, and neither can survive without the other. Both types of labor are hard, brilliant, and important all at the same time. And yeah, that's, that's pretty accurate there. Uh, you know, everyone gets paid a decent level, livable wage. Um, as a result, your taxes are going to be higher. But there's the safe knowledge that you know that when you do go to a restaurant, that that person is already making a decent salary. And that they're not, you know, relying upon a few tips from people or stressed out. Um, I can't tell you how many times I would go to, you know, places like Starbucks and places that were coffee shops and those people just live pretty much on your tip dollars so by not tipping someone you're essentially robbing them of their hard work which is pretty crazy here but i could definitely see how in other countries how you should definitely respect that men and women's work is considered equal uh okay so playing number nine danes love to play as an activity for its own sake it's the land of Lego, and playing is considered a worthwhile occupation at any age. So get building, create, bake, even draw. Just do things uh, as often as possible, and the messier, the better. Uh, yeah, I think that's another th- factor that we don't talk about, which is that when you reach a certain age as a child in certain countries, it's just considered that you don't play anymore. Like, play was a thing you did when you were a child, and you're an adult, and you have to work. And I disagree with this 100%. I think if you're going to live and have a fun life and, and enjoy your life, you're going to not work 24-7. you got to give yourself some time to play. And there's different ways we do this. Um, we do this by, you know, going with our hobbies that we enjoy. Um, anyway, uh, last but not least, we have number 10, sharing. Life's easier this way. Honest, you'll be happier too. Uh, according to studies, um, you can't influence, you know, your necessarily your your government, but to be similar to Denmark. But you can take your cake around to neighbors or invite someone over to share time and spend time with them and let the fuzzy feelings flow. Uh, yeah. Uh, to summarize, sharing very good, very important in society. You want to build closer bonds. I would love to be the type of person who can go over to my neighbor's house and talk to them. Uh, but, you know, obviously it's it's hard for a lot of people to to get over that boundaries. Um, but, you know, I personally think that going and spending time with your neighbors and your friends and your family is very important. And sharing with them is a great way to build bonding and social networks. Anyway, this book's about 351 pages long. It's called The Year of Living Danishly. Uh, I hope that you all enjoyed this podcast and that you're willing to share it. Please remember to share if you enjoyed it with a friend. Um, Again, one more time, it's called The Year of Living Danishly, Uncovering the Secrets of the World's Happiest Country. Um, I give it a 5 out of 5. Made me want to go to Denmark, as I said. And their food sounds awesome. Their food sounds awesome, especially their pastries. Um, Definitely check it out. And uh, yeah, if you're from Denmark, let me know. Are you happy? Uh, Because it seems like everyone else thinks that you're the happiest country in the world. (laughs) Anyway, uh, like I said, please be sure to share this podcast. And if you want to reach me, please be sure to reach out to my email, Scott, S-C-O-T-T, Bernstein, B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N, 16, at yahoo.com. Thank you and have a great day.